Welcome to Tweeters and 12, where it's just another Manic Monday, or Tuesday, or Thursday, or whatever day you happen to be listening to this. I'm Mark. I'm Brent, and today's guest is fellow podcaster, Hogue Philosophy. Let's call him Nigel. Let's. I mean, if you had the name Nigel, you'd want to be called Nigel. I don't have it, and I'd still like to be called Nigel. I know, Nigel. me too. <laughs> I think it's a great name. Maybe it's a great name, Nigel. I think it's the uh, the best name. I think that it's the smartest sounding name. I feel like my IQ has, just it's by great. talking to you, dropped 20 oh my points. God. Oh my God, I'm, absolutely. It is one of the smartest names. Everyone I speak to goes, oh, Nigel, you must be from England. <laughs> and I'm like, I am. But it's actually, in England, it's quite a rare name. It's not that that used. But but uh, it, it has got one of those sounds to it, hasn't it? That kind of, oh, Nigel, you know, very posh and everything. Which is perfect, because I'm just like that. So Did uh, did the band XTC ruin the name Nigel in England? Uh, nobody wanted it. It was, it was incredibly difficult, yeah, for a minute there, you know, at school. I mean, it, it was, because everyone was singing to me. But what they would come, like, running up to me in the corridor and, like, singing in my face. And, you know, I'd be like, <laughs> it was very good. Uh, you know, and in the end, I, you know, I just hit them a lot with things like bricks and stuff and, and, and they you know they went away in the end but it, yeah there was a moment of that of course so I'm not yeah, going to sing it to you because I know where that will go and I don't have a very good voice unless I'm doing an impression of Shane McGowan in which case I sound just like him because neither, neither of us can really sing and that's where Pogue philosophy came from yeah, we were both wondering that so it is related to the band the Pogues <laughs> it, is, it is I think Shane McGowan is one of those those you know geniuses of the world who just can't make it in the world uh, in the way that everyone else can I feel there's a lot of people like that and I think he's you know the only way he can kind of cope with it is to drink heavily kind of present himself as this kind of alcoholic disheveled um lunatic but i mean if you if you actually look at the poetry is written and the, you know the, the words quite a, quite an amazing kind of songwriter and, and lyric writer but you know i think i think there's a lot of people that, that just can't get it together in the world because it doesn't it doesn't kind of fit with who they are and i, I meet people all the time like that who are very very sadly you know can't can't exist very easily in the world and so they you know maybe turn to drugs or they turn to alcohol or they turn to twitter or something like that it's a pretty benign outlet though relative to say heroin mm-hmm. i mean it's, it's slight i mean yes it's slightly more addictive but i mean other than that yeah it's just not gonna harm you <laughs> <as much. laughs> three more stars is all i need <laughs> three more stars and i there, you know, absolutely. Uh, I don't know, yeah, no, I just need more to get to the thousand or whatever, or ten. Can you hook, can you hook me up with more followers? Anyone, please. <laughs> Why do people buy followers? Isn't that weird? I mean, what's the point? It, it's a completely false sense that people appreciate what you're saying. Yeah, it's it's cheating yourself. Like, you know it's a lie. So why yeah. mean anything it's to not, you? I can't quite understand that. You know, I mean, I would think people have different reasons to go on Twitter. I mean, there are those that, that go on Twitter and buy followers and suddenly have 10,000 followers. And everyone's like, oh, it must be an important person or something. And, you know, a great account. They follow them. Just like, I don't know, I guess other people, you know sleep with their bosses or something to get it. Do people still sleep with their bosses? I don't know anyone did that, but I always hope they did. I don't know. I was just cheating your way up a little bit. It's kind of weird though, isn't it? Because I think that, I think you can't, you can't look at it and go, oh, look at that. 12,000 followers. Because you know you bought them. I mean, at least I can look at my 17 and say, well, every one of those must like me. <laughs> You know I mean, like, why would they? Why would they still be there? You know, they must really like me. I mean, obviously, eight of them are my family, but the other nine are independent. <laughs> like, you know, people that I that I paid. Uh, anyway, but they're not even people that you pay. I think these are uh, automatically generated accounts, and so when you buy accounts, I think they're not even. There's no one listening. Uh, yeah, no, I suppose. <laughs> 
<laughs> what are you saying about my nine people? <laughs> if it's your family, you know, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Depends on your family <laughs> dynamic. They definitely don't listen to me most of the time. They, they accept me and they accept that I live in the house and that I walk around now and again. And sometimes I'm them, sometimes I'm not. You know, and I, I kind of now and again, you know, like make them dinner or breakfast or make coffee. And I walk through the house and I say hi, good morning. But they don't. I mean, it's just more of an acceptance than, a, than anything else. You know, this guy lives there. <laughs> You're a feature of the house. You'd I'm a feature to... I am. Exactly. And if ever, yeah. if ever they move, you'd stay behind. People will just say, you know, Nigel oh, just yeah. comes with the house. Yeah, I think I, they'd probably leave me behind. Or it'd be a long time before they realized it wasn't there anyway. You know, like they'd be like four, five, six months in Florida or something. And then they'd go, fuck, was that guy that used to walk around in the mornings with a funny hat on or whatever? Yeah. And then they'd realize, I'd have to ask them. I'll do a little survey. Probably won't even bother answering me. But anyway. So speaking of surveys, uh, you work for Ipsos. I work for Ipsos, yeah. It's a, a huge research company. And I, I run a little bit in this huge mansion. I call it the Nook in the Mansion, which is uh, all about kind of advertising strategy and um, understanding how ads work and understanding how humans behave in response to that and all that kind of good stuff. So it's kind of like human behavior, semiology, study of symbolism and signs and how people respond and react. And, you know, I work with all the big ad agencies trying to help them to develop more and better ads. Semiology, you'd be uh, qualified to uh, solve the Da Vinci Code, right? Absolutely. There you go. And that's what I normally do. Because every time I say I'm a semiologist, people go, oh, is there going to be an earthquake here? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I go, no, 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 that's um, no, not today. Uh, and then and then, like, the only way to explain it is to say, you know, Tom Hanks' character in the Vinci. And I, I can't even remember the guy's name in it. I say his character in the in the Vinci Code was a you know was a semiologist and, and then they look at me very strangely like Christ you know like do you wander around like churches or something and weird and I don't know any of that really I don't know. So just <laughs> get, lie just get lie to us now. yeah well no but it, uh, but then I turn around and say you know it's it's about symbolism you know it's all about symbols and they go oh right right like like signs and symbols and they go, exactly right and they go like like no right turn or no left turn I'm like no oh, it's it's more about how people respond so you know I kind of get to it in the end but it's one of those things that I studied uh, wonderfully and then. And way, way back when I studied in England, I studied a degree in it and everything. And, and wherever I went, people just looked at me weirdly. And then about 10, well, five years ago, it became popular. People started saying, we have to get ourselves a semiologist. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Wait a minute. I have value, you know. So I kind of put my hand up and stood up a lot. And it's, it's, good, it's good fun. It's, it's an interesting job, an interesting career, amazingly. I didn't expect it to be a career, but you look back 26 years later and you're still doing the same thing. And it suddenly was, has been a career, which that is amazing. Qualifies, that qualifies as a career. Uh, was the chapter that you wrote for the, your academic marketing book, was that on semiology? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was a little bit of uh, semiology and it was a little bit of kind of what I call response triggers. It was very exciting, isn't it? Uh, I developed this idea called response triggers, that, that there, are, there are these things that we can put into ads or put into phrases or put into whatever we're, we're communicating with that, that are guaranteed certain responses. So these triggers kind of go in and I kind of developed this whole kind of idea of response triggers. And so this chapter was about response triggers and it was about symbolism and and that kind of stuff and, and in the way that we can use it because all, all these things are great in, in a kind of an academic ethereal way but the key to any of that kind of crap is to say well you, know, you can you actually use this shit when you're actually in the real situation it's all right it's good talking about it but what the fuck does it mean so a lot of what i did in that chapter is to bring this stuff down and, and give people an idea of how to use that in real life fucking boring that was but like no no uh, i actually i was wondering if the are the response yeah. triggers purely visual Audio no, or 
Yeah, yeah, they can be all sorts of different things, all sorts of things. Uh, you know, and there's some very obvious ones, and there's some very, very kind of like um, subtle ones as well. And you know, I just, I just felt this idea that you've got to kind of go looking for them and try and understand them. And and if you can understand what they do and how they work, then you can use them in different ways. So you know, whatever you add is, put a puppy in it. Is all I say. Uh, if you advertise, <laughs> whatever, whatever it is, put a puppy in it somewhere, and and you'd be fine. And people laugh. But you know what? Puppies are really good for for response. And it's a silly idea. It's a silly example. But the idea is there. There are certain things that that people will do, will change their behavior or respond in a certain way based on what they see. So, Nigel, in response to your expertise, what can we add to the podcast to uh, get people to respond better? I puppy think, sounds? No. Should, we, should we call it uh, puppies and solvers? You had you tried with Liz. I mean, she came up with a couple of puppy sounds there, which I think she'd do very, you know, very That's well in getting some reaction. Right? That's so true. So, <laughs> speaking of that, what kind of dog sound are you going to make? I don't really know any, any good dog sounds. I've got five cats, by the way, but I don't have any dogs. Can we hear me out then? Can you hear me out? But then you're going to tell me you can't hear me properly. Make me do it again. All right. For you. <laughs> He's a hot oh, to us already. We haven't even started. He is smart. That's a Nigel. That's a Nigel is, is. Yeah. All right. A little, a little meow. Okay. I have a cat right now staying with me. He just came over. He's my mother's cat. And in the morning when you go see him, he has the... He kind of doesn't move out of this same room. He's kind of an odd cat. He's a bit old, but he's he's, a, he's an English cat. And whenever you say to him, hello, he kind of looks back and he goes, hello. And it's so fucking weird because it sounds like he's saying hello. And I keep saying to like Amanda, look, he's saying hello. And she's like, what the fuck's wrong with you? I'm like, no, look, he's, he's saying hello. And I go, hello. And he goes, hello. Like he did it again. She's like, what the fucking wrong with you? You know, go make some coffee or something. But I swear the cat's saying hello. So there's my meow, my hello. I did it three times. What can you do? Hello. Nigel, I got to ask you some Twitter questions. Nigel, what's your yeah, proudest yeah. Twitter moment? You know, it's funny. I don't know. But I'm going to say, I'm going to say my proudest Twitter moment was probably as a silly Twitter moment. I got this really strange hat. Well, I didn't think it was that strange, but I got strange, strange. And everyone commented on my strange hat. Uh, and then Don Nichols said, you know, I love your hat. Is it, you know, a bit strange, but I'm going to get one. And then I saw that Mike uh, Wolf from the American Pickers had the same hat on. And so I sent him a note saying, look at it. I put it side to side and I said, look at that. You know, could you tell Amanda like wine and a bunch of other people, you know, that this is actually a cool hat? Not, and he actually replied and said, you fuckers, this is a really cool hat or something. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, that was kind of, so it wasn't really, you know, it was like a silly little thing. But but I, I would say that that's a silly kind of moment. But uh, I think it was funny that he actually bothered to respond to me given I've only got 18 followers, nine of which my family, and the hat was a different color to his. Anyway, Twitter's fun, and I think it's enjoyable, and I like it, but I, I'm not sure I take it as seriously as other people because I just don't have enough time to do it. I've got so many other things going on all the time. It's lovely. It's good fun. I mean, I, I've met some nice people, but I'm not sure I have any prouder moment than that. All right, then. That's a good one. Yeah. Who's your favorite tweeter? Again, I'm sure everyone said this. There's so many of great great people on there. But I, I, I do think that uh, Wig Cannon, Steve, makes me smile. His kind of complete obscureness is fabulous. One of my favorite tweets was his. You know, when people say, you know, they have a couple of asterisks either side of a comment, you know, which is like, I don't know, I went down to this, da, 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 and then this happened and that happened, and they make a whole joke of it. His just was stands in kitchen, which I thought was fantastic. <laughs> oh, I just imagine him, you know, having nothing else to say, but I was actually standing in the kitchen, and it's funny. So that made me laugh. Every little thing I, I think is great. Her continual kind of comment on, on life and what she's feeling and what's going on and these very amazing connections that she makes daily on a daily basis I love reading her stuff and I have to say Manda like wine I do have a bit of a bias towards her only because we have a little bit of thing going on there it's kind of like a not a, like a 10 year 3 kid thing but I mean I, the thing about Amanda is that she's consistently good and I'm, I'm so astonished by it because I'm not like I'll have like a good, one good tweet a month and, and, and I'm not sure that any of the others are really that, that interesting it's just like little thoughts but she is constantly 
plugging away at these great kind of comments and thoughts and ideas. She's got this wonderful anger running through them, which is, you know, kind of like contextualized in a really cool idea about something else, which is a metaphor. For, I mean, she's just very smart. She's a very smart tweeter. Yes. So I respect her for that. She's yeah. really funny. Yeah. And lastly, the, give us one underrated yeah. tweeter that everybody should be following. Me. Everyone should be following me. I don't <laughs> understand why not. I mean, everyone should be following me just because of my accent and my name. It's true. I don't know why there aren't more people. Actually, I, I, I should change my name to Nigel. Can I, I don't know if I could pull yeah. it off, though. Well, mind you, it didn't help me, but it should do. It's more people should be following me. Definitely. Well, that's the first. Uh, that's the first self nomination, and I actually I applaud that. Someone had to do it. Exactly. No one else was going to. <laughs> At least he sounded classy while doing it. Well, whatever he says yeah. sounds classy. That's right. Well, that uh, that is our twelve minutes. So, Nigel, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, it's nice to hear it's you on the other, hear you on the other side of a podcast for once. I was actually thinking that it does make a change. It's actually it's actually I think a little bit more. I, I mean, they're both really good fun in different ways. It's, it's very interesting to kind of hear it on the other side. I quite like that. Thank you for giving me that opportunity. I appreciate it. Thank you. Well, thank you for joining us. And this has been Tweeters in 12. I'm Mark. I'm Brent. And we'll see you next time. 